Series. I'm your host, Matt Hicks, the Athletic Educator, joined by John Lobb, the Gridiron Scholar. This is the Dwayne McBride Rookie Profile. John, this is the final week of Rookie Profiles for the 2023 season, but no need to worry. We have plenty of pre-draft episodes still to give you insight on this draft class, and you can head on over to patreon.com slash rookiebigboard to get access to our Rookie Dynasty Devi combined rankings all year long and of course access to the discord just three dollars a month patreon.com slash rookie big board john Dwayne mcbride a sleeper running back prospect here out of the university of alabama birmingham that has the chance to gain a lot of momentum post-draft especially i have spent a lot of time breaking down Dwayne mcbride because I do notice that there are some people who really like him and have him highly ranked. And then there are other draft scouts or national media who have him outside the top 12. So I've been fascinated by this young man. I've watched more film than I would like to admit out of the University of Alabama, Birmingham, Matt. But I thought it was necessary to get a real kind of foothold on who this prospect is. He is a group of five prospect, and you know I've discussed it. It is more challenging for a group of five prospect to make it in the NFL. However, there is a 28% chance that they become a top 24 running back in fantasy football. He also exceeds the 200-pound benchmark. So the fact that he got over the 200 pounds really did a lot for me in my model, and I'll talk about that a little bit later. So I like this young man as a group of five prospect, not as much as Tajay Spears. The Blazers, believe it or not, Matt, shut down the program in 2015 and 16. They, they disbanded it. They finally came back in 2017, and they have been a very good team ever since. And Dwayne McBride is one of those best, one of the best players in the last five years for the Blazers. He was a three-star prospect from Florida and is a true freshman in 2020. He earned 47 carries for 439 yards and four touchdowns. He recorded the longest touchdown run in school history with a 75-yard jaunt against Louisiana Tech. And in 2021, Matt, he replaced Spencer Brown as the starter. And there were all kinds of expectations for him. And he was incredible. Second team, all SEC in the, or all conference USA. He scampered for 1,371 rushing yards. And he scored 13 times. Last year, he was even better, Matt. He was second team all America by Walter Camp, Sporting News, and PFF. Conference USA Offensive Player of the Year and Dope Walker semifinalist. The numbers were outstanding. 1,713 yards rushing, 7.35 yards per carry, and both led the nation. He finished second in rushing touchdowns with 19. He's also three-time 
Conference USA Offensive Player of the Week. Versus Louisiana Tech, he established a single-game program rushing record with 272 rushing yards. He concluded his campus 10 second on the all-time Alabama-Birmingham rush list, only behind Spencer Brown. And fourth on list is Jordan Howard. So Jordan Howard eventually went to Indiana before he had success with the Bears. I like Dwayne McBride. What does your film breakdown say, Matt? John, Dwayne McBride was one of the players who I watched a little bit earlier in the cycle because he had been hyped up for a little while. You mentioned he is uh, out of the group of five, but I believe he's a early declare, right, John? He came out after yes, a junior season, yep. which is a rare move. So that's yep. encouraging. Um, and he was somebody who, after I finished his film review, I was excited about, you know, I was really amped up and I was waiting to hear, you know, all this NFL interest in him. And I haven't heard as much. We'll get into that. But my point being is as soon as I have a reason, as soon as the NFL gives me a reason to get really hype about Dwayne McBride, I'm going to go all in because if you watch his film, it's fun, John. He explodes off the snap. He shoots through the first level and into the second level of the field. He attacks an open gap with tenacity. He's 5'10", 209. And so he plays with that tenacious uh, approach and he's willing to get physical and he's willing to get scrappy, John. You know, that's one of the things you want to see from a group of five running back. You want to see that uh, not only uh, size, but that physicality and that want to get into the scrapping action, right? He's not just looking for open space, but John, you give him an open gap. You let him get to that second level of the field. It is game over because he combines that physicality with downfield acceleration you know, that can be rivaled by many different players. So, you know, in my head, maybe this is recency bias. Maybe this is because I missed on him. But when I was watching Dwayne McBride, I kept just seeing Elijah Mitchell, just kept seeing Elijah Mitchell, <laughs> right? Um, and, and then, by the way, when it comes to the red zone, great contact balance, good strength down there in the red zone. So he puts together all of these little nuggets, John, that when you're watching film, you're saying, yeah, I can see it. You know, I can see the situation where this works. Now, maybe while you're not getting as much hype about him, you know, the athleticism's not going to blow you off the charts, right? And it's probably one of the reasons he wasn't recruited to the Power Five in the first place. He's not just going to, you know, shake a guy out of his shoes in the open field. He's not necessarily, you know, uh, shredding through the passing game, although I don't think that's a weakness of his, you know what I mean? But, you know, he he's really was, you know, kind of uh, keyed in there to running in between the tackles and, and, and chewing up defenses in that way. The vision's a little inconsistent for me. I would have liked to see him make the decisions a little bit more uh, consistently that led to open space. I didn't see him creating a ton of his own space, which is a big hesitation for me. And so that's one of the things, you know, I'm proceeding with a little bit of caution here. But overall, John, explosive, can accelerate well downfield, willing to get physical, can score in the red zone. He checks a lot of boxes in terms of the film review. Oh, there's no question. I loved watching his tape, Matt. And I understand that he's playing against Conference USA opponents most of the time. And I'm weary of players coming out of the Conference USA, but there are exceptions to every rule. And when he comes in at 5'11", 215, Matt, that is impressive NFL size for a player at that level. And I mentioned it before, Matt, I grade inside out in my running back system when I'm watching film. You just said what I saw. 
he's really good between the tackles. Like he can be at worst your kind of two down grinder at the NFL level with that size. I agree the vision isn't great, but he has pretty good footwork for a big player. So I, there's a lot to like there. You mentioned the one weakness that any model is going to scream. Five career receptions. But let's put it in context. That tells us nothing because UAB does not throw the football to its running backs. I mean, Matt, I don't even know if they have a play call in this in the playbook to, to throw the ball. I can't tell you if he can or can't catch the ball. I mean, it, 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 the numbers just tell you they didn't. He didn't do it. It doesn't mean he can't. But obviously, I can't give him a check mark because we haven't seen it. Scrimmage yards dominator, 30%. That's in, I don't care where you are. That's an impressive number. 1,723 scrimmage yards this year. That's great. The number my model likes, and I understand it's inflated considering the competition, 7.3 yards per carry. That's really impressive, Matt. He has some nice long runs. I'll say this. He at least has football speed. There's no question about that. I don't think he'd ever average 7.3 in the NFL, but he will have a nice average at the NFL level. Matt, I like him. Draft capital is the last data point. What does what should fantasy footballers know? Yeah, I have him right now day three early, 103 to 176. But I don't think that's necessarily a knock. I think that's a reflection of where this class is going. You know, John, compared to where we started, I think there's a lot of running backs that we're going to see pushed further and further down board. But early day three, I think that's when the floodgates are going to open, right? I wouldn't be shocked if between rounds four and five, we see like a dozen running backs come off the board because I think teams are going to wait, wait, wait. And then when we get there, you know, the Dwayne McBrides of the world, the uh, maybe Tajay Spears, I have him round three, you know, Kendra Miller, uh, Izzy Abandikanda, who we talked about. I'm listing all these players who we've done draft profiles on in case you've missed them, right? And some of these guys that we're going to talk about in the future as well, you know, guys like uh, Kenny McIntosh or Christopher Rodriguez or Chase Brown, you know, that's when all of these types of guys are going to be coming off the board. And I think McBride is going to be right in that range. In terms of his fantasy football ADP right now, I'm projecting mid third round 305 to 308 in a super flex. And I don't think McBride is going to be somebody that everybody is in on unless he gets a juicy landing spot. But I do think he's somebody who can return really nice value in that round. Remember, when we're talking about a Dwayne McBride, we're talking about a running back who's probably going to go off the board in the third round. It's not going to be a perfect projection year one, right? You're hoping he lands as a running back two, and in the right situation, he can work his way into volume, right? But we've seen this consistently, John, these day three running backs that find themselves in good fantasy football volume. So for that reason, I haven't projected out as a bench depth player, but we need bench depth players and I have his fantasy football value comparison as Jerome Ford. Jerome Ford coming out last year, John, you know, he's a late round flyer. I think McBride falls into that same range. But again, you know, Jerome Ford, Kareem Hunt, likely out of Cleveland, right? So he's closer to volume. Something happens, you know, where an injury or, or whatever, or he plays his way into volume. All of a sudden, he could be a super relevant fantasy football player, right? So a similar path there for Dwayne McBride. But John, the rookie big board is relevant year round for our patrons, putting out 
Devi Dynasty rookie rankings. We're already getting ready to talk about the class of 2024. And John, of course, the Discord is super active, personalized trade and draft advice happening every single day. You want to get in on it for just $3 a month, head on over to patreon.com slash rookie big board. And as always, we appreciate you checking out this episode of the Rookie Big Board.